any given Sunday, a legend will fall. I need you to lead this team. Tony, I'll be there for you. I am not re-signing a $7 million a year, 39-year-old quarterback, no matter how great he was. Cap helped build this franchise, which you benefited from. Don't you give up on me. You're like a son to me, Cap. I'll fight for you till the day I die. Any given Sunday, a hero will rise. Make me a believer! And on any given Sunday... Tradition will be broken. He's changing the plays. Just does what he likes. You run the plays, I call. I've been warming the bench the whole time I've been in the pros. I don't plan on going back. I am QB. You're king in your own mind. He may sell a lot of t-shirts, this kid. But he's tearing this team apart. Well, then you hold it together. Knock it off. Why the hell do you think my father put me in charge, a bullheaded moron? You got old. All right, welcome back to Matinee Baseball. I feel like it's been months. We've been busy being, you know, in the big leagues over there at Cyclone Fanatics. We're, if you listen to us on Cyclone Fanatics and you're here to watch us talk about a baseball, I guess, football movie, welcome. Beware, though, we do use a lot of loud and vulgar words and things during this podcast. This is not safe for work podcast brought to you by the Tailgate Society, also brought to you by Money Bites. The best part is Sunday Cone. Find them at moneybice.com. Or, you know, go there, type your uh, zip code in. I found some of Menards here down in Southeast Iowa. I believe they're all over the place. They are amazing, perfect for tailgating. Also, find us on your podcast app of choice and go to tailgatesiety.com where we have that so called written content. If content, content. Wow. Who, who can tell we already had in our podcast tonight and we might have been drinking during it? I don't know. And it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. First, not his fault. Wow. Okay, I'm just gonna quit talking. Here we go. <laughs> Here we are. We're talking about we're talking about any given Sunday, 1999 movie by Oliver Stone. We have some hot takes. Um, I feel like this one might get a little salty. This movie is two hours and 42 minutes long, which you know is an Oliver Stone movie. That's what they uh, they tend to go. As we always, if you're new to us, we always start off every week with a matinee baseball. We always start off by someone spoiling the shit out of this movie. So in case you're here to listen to us be drunks and talk about a sports movie and you want to know what the hell happened in the movie, you should definitely let someone spoil it. So that being said, spins the wheel. Jake, spoil any given Sunday and don't shake your head at me, sir. (laughs) Don't shake your head at me. You have a two hour and 42 minute movie that you need to condense. To 90 seconds or less and go. Yeah, so it's a movie about a professional uh, football team, Miami team, Miami Sharks. Uh, and it's about, uh, I, is it the whole, I don't even know if it's the whole season. It's like the middle part of the season to the end of the season, I think. Uh, five and... games, five games. If you paid attention, you'd know it's five games in a playoff game, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, so it's five games of their season. It's actually four games in a playoff game, five games total. <laughs> I'm about ready to be done. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's about the Miami Sharks, uh, about a, a coach that's been at it for a long time, helped build a franchise. Uh, the now owner, GM, uh, whatever she is, uh, is the daughter. The of the, 
uh, daughter of the previous owner. Uh, and it's about kind of a transition period with an old coach that helped build the team, a quarterback that helped build the, the team uh, to what it is, and a new uh, up-and-coming quarterback that comes in, uh, Willie Beeman. Uh, he's a pretty pretty central part of uh, the conflict uh, that happens. All about the transition and uh, gruesome uh, nature of what football was at the time. And it still is. Well, yeah, it still is, but it definitely was more previously. Uh, what kind of goes on behind the scenes, kind of some of the corruption. Uh, and then we we kind of uh, crescendo with the team coming together and, and making it to the playoffs. Completely unearned, by the way, which is yeah. fine. <laughs> and everybody seeming to somehow get along and learn lessons. Uh, and then there's a fun, like, during the credit scene, I don't know if it's supposed to be part of the movie. Okay, I, I have taught, I have thoughts on this, and that's fine. <laughs> it's a, a, where uh, Al Pacino's character um, says, "Yep, screw y'all. Uh, I'm not retiring. I'm going to take over this expansion team, and I'm taking in, Willie Beeman with me in Albuquerque of all places. Yeah, Albuquerque, yeah, Albuquerque. <laughs> that's the best part about it. It's Albuquerque. Walter White probably saw some home games." <laughs> Better call Saul. Saul Goodman had uh, had banner ads at that at that at that place. Yeah, so you uh, you missed out on the whole like you kind you kind touched on the uh, this is like Varsity Blues needle scene to the knee on on cocaine with the doctor here just blatantly lying about injuries and James Wood is in this movie which really sucks because he's a shit bag now and it just really. I like him in a lot of older movies. He's a good shit bag in movies and he's a bigger shit bag in life. So, and our guy, our guy from vision quest is the other doctor. You might know him as Dr. Brennan from stranger things. If you're a kid, try to tell my kids to know him, but yeah. So like, it's like that show from 2000, which I don't know if either one of you know, it was called, what the hell was that show called? It was on ESPN. It, like it was literally like about the NFL players. And it's like this team. I think it was called League, but it was something like that. And, like, obviously the NFL didn't, like, sign off on this movie, but I feel like it would have helped the NFL if they had signed off on this movie, as weird as that sounds, right? So it's basically about, like, all the nastiness that is hidden from in professional football. North Dallas 40 is a really good movie to watch before this. They touch a lot of the same things. Um, it is weird, though. This movie is very much a product of its time. So like a central part of this movie is the African-American black quarterback that's changing things up. And how does Al Pacino's character, who's like a 37 year old, 37 year old veteran of coaching, like having to like change his coaching style to fit around this quarterback. But now that's how the modern game is played really, you know, cause this is before but Michael it's Vick. Still, it's still changing though, too. That's the interesting part I thought got out of the, and yeah, I didn't really touch on that, but yeah, part there's a there's a section of the movie that is like a commentary on um what the black players are versus like the white players and how they're valued and uh how they're used uh used on teams and and thought of. Um and yeah, you bring that up like watching this it's like, "Oh, this is like kind of a, a Michael Vick type of thing and it's around the same time um that Vic busted onto the scene. And then, uh, but you still have the, 
I don't know, those conversations that are had. I mean, you have uh, Lamar uh, Jackson being one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you had uh, team owners wanting to draft him as a wide receiver not that long ago. So it's still, it's something that you can still connect to um, what's changing in the league today. Yeah. And it's just kind of a tough one. This is a, this is one that a 90 second spoiler doesn't exist because it does do so much in the movie. Like it is centered around Willie Beeman and, uh, and the coach mostly, but there's like 12 other storylines going on in the movie. Um, and yeah, they touch on, you know, African-Americans in the league and how they're viewed and, uh, especially with the older uh, older football coaches and players and things like that. And there is kind of even the one-off where there's a talk about, you know, college players not getting paid, but things change when they go to the league and uh, that, you know, it, Willie get, got, it cost him $10 million because he took a – he wore a suit from a booster to a wedding and so he dropped in the draft because he was a troublemaker and got labeled the troublemaker and a you know not a team player and all that stuff so it touches on a lot of things on that and then even with I think like five other football players you know you have Lawrence Taylor and all these other guys in there that have their own storylines throughout the movie yeah you brought you bring up the part of where uh Willie Beeman that that character he's talking and he dropped in the draft because he accepted a suit from a donor to attend. I believe it was like somebody's birthday party and he didn't even know who it was. And he makes the statement, everybody had their hand out, but I was the one that got caught or, or not necessarily got caught, but got punished for it. And then um, because he got, you know, caught and punished for it, he was kind of the, the scapegoat. Um, Whereas, you know, all of the other players on his team who were getting, you know, or it's implied getting benefits like that were just got off scot-free. And that that was a really, yeah, that was an interesting part of kind of his character development and like explaining how some, how that worked uh, societally. Yeah, and then um, like it, Ted kind of touched on of the uh... – Sorry, I was too busy looking up to figure out the team names of the fictional teams on any given Sunday. I apologize. Oh, no, that's fine. That is one of my biggest notes is that they opened the movie playing the Minnesota Americans, which is the worst name in sports history. Uh, it's not great, but then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, we have the Patriots and the Cowboys. Yeah, but just Americans like nationals. We also we also have well, yeah, what the Washington enough. team was. And well, yeah, yeah. Exist. yeah and so I was like, like I was like, that's not a good name. But then you start thinking objectively <laughs> about some of the team names, and it's like, okay, well, hey, would you like to know the team names? If you believe this website called mascotdb.com, these are the team names in that that football. Okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. I couldn't figure out why there was two night teams. When they played Los Angeles, they had the guys on the horses, but they were the California Crusaders. That makes more sense. Yeah. Albuquerque, Aztecs, California, Chicago, Rhinos, Colorado Blizzard, the Dallas Knights, Houston Cattlemen, Kansas Twisters, 
the Los Angeles Breakers, Miami Sharks, Minnesota Americans, New York Emperors, Oregon Pioneers, Orlando Crushers, the San Francisco Knights. What the hell is a Dallas team called, Ben? Two Knights? That's dumb. Yeah, they're definitely the Knights. Seattle Prospects, Texas Rattlers, Washington Lumbermen, and Wisconsin Icemen. I mean, I want a Wisconsin Icemen shirt. I've already dived too far. I found a Dallas Knights jersey. <laughs> uh, Their jerseys are hideous. They're terrible. <laughs> I need to get off this page. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, as, as I briefed you before the show. This this movie is so long, so incredibly long that I just I gave up on taking notes pretty early. And one of them is definitely the name of Minnesota Americans, um, and also that didn't realize until I guess later in the movie that Willie Beeman comes in because. You know, the starting former star quarterback gets hurt and then his backup comes in for a play and gets hurt. And then I assume after that game is just cut because he just never exists again. No, you're you're messing up. He plays the next game and he's terrible. And then they bench him. Well, yeah, at that point you just cut him, right? Well, I guess you do need a second healthy quarterback on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was there being shown, I think, in some of like the practice scenes and stuff, even after he was benched. But I'm not gonna fall. He did, he did like di- he did disappear. I didn't know an hour an hour attention. into the movie. <laughs> yeah, an hour into the movie, he did disappear. So you yes. had two hours of him not being there. <laughs> just ye- he just yeeted out of there. He was gone. Anyways, um, yeah, this movie like there's a really good. All right, I, all right I'm, I'm gonna tell you my hot take, and you can come like. I get pushed back when I say I don't like this movie. I didn't like me when I saw the theater. You can't follow the football action at all, at all. And I get that was what he that's what Oliver Stone wanted to do. He wanted to like put you right. in the field. But I'm not watching a goddamn football movie to know what it feels like to be a football player. I, <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see the plays. I get what he's trying to do. But I feel like people love this movie because it has the greatest football speech of all time at the end. And then the fuck you after credit scene. And they just forget that they set through two hours and 30 minutes to get to those two points. <laughs> to get there, yeah. It, it is, I, I'm sure I've, there's no way I haven't noticed it before. I've watched this movie a ton. I really enjoy this movie. But it was the first time I took note of just how chaotic and messy and like, like you said, that's how Oliver Stone intended it to be. But the actual football scenes are a disaster to watch. Like it's just, it's just madness the entire time and shaking and flipping and quick panning and zoom ins. And it's just, it's, it, it's hard to watch it. It hurts the brain a little bit. It's, I was a little hungover watching it, which did not help. <laughs> and it's, Oh boy, those football scenes are tough. They offered this movie to Clint Eastwood, <laughs> and he said no. They offered him the he uh, no Oliver. They offered it to him, but Oliver Stone wouldn't give it up because he was going to star and be he's going to be Pacino's character in the movie. 
Eastwood makes this movie. It's an hour and 35 minutes long. It's yeah. Probably not three hours. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something that, you know, like a, a, I know Jake kind of mentioned, or was it yesterday when you were watching it, that uh, it's interesting. He broke, it up, he broke it up in the two days like a pro. Oh, yeah. It's interesting to watch these movies in the scope of doing it for the podcast because you do watch it a little different and it is just watching through it and just going, wow, some of these things, some of these scenes just drag out five, six, seven minutes longer than they ever need to. Like the pauses in between some dialogue are way too long. And it's just, there's so many just small things you could clip out and say 45 minutes on this movie. Oh my God. Like the whole, uh, Jesse Spano's hooker subplot. <laughs> there, yeah, there, yeah. There's a that this movie is one of the most uh I don't know if I want to call it it's not egregious, it's not like an egregious offender, but it's like when you when we go back and watch these movies, at least I have it this way, when we go back and watch movies for this, and I'm thinking like critically about them and trying to take notes on them. It's a very different watch than if I were to just turn on any given Sunday and be like maybe doing something on my phone during the movie and, you know, maybe maybe have something else on over here or like whatever. And not necessarily background music, but I'm not critically watching and thinking about this it. might be the ultimate Sunday afternoon nap movie because you can fall asleep for an hour and a half and still finish the goddamn movie <laughs> and get all the important parts still. Yeah, it, fall it's asleep. So... Be- Beanman shows up. He takes a spot. You fall asleep. You wake up, you hear the speech, you watch the end of the movie, you're good. <laughs> there, but yeah, to to that point of like watching it critically and what Tess said, there's so many, I can't pick out like one, you can't pick out, well, I shouldn't say you can't. I wouldn't pick out one area of it to pull out like 15 minutes or 30 minutes. But there is there are a lot of points where you could probably pull out a minute or two or five <laughs> And like get rid yeah. of a, a plot point and a, a, a tiny like plot point that happens. And then all of a sudden you have a two hour movie and it's like, wow, this movie is actually way People more enjoyable s- to watch. Say like director's cut. Give me a new editor cut. Let's give, give an, an editor all the footage that <laughs> Oliver Stone filmed. Like the random bar scenes and he ends up with the uh, escort or hooker or whatever you want to call it. Jesse her. Spanos from yes. Saved by the Bell. I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, oh, I thought you weren't born for that. I've yeah, I've why I have very limited saved by the bell knowledge. Then. Oh my god. Um but like there are there are pieces like that where you can pull out you know little bits at a time and it it would or when he's drunk it. calling his ex-wife, which obviously is supposed to lead to something and <laughs> didn't. Yeah, they never they never close the the yeah those drunk calls about the you know kids and grandkids and all that stuff like those could have yeah. It, it, Jim Caziel was hired and paid money for that role and he was just not in the movie. <laughs> you might know him as Jesus Christ, but uh, I'm I'm not pronouncing his name right. He's in Frequency. I'd say at least close enough. I know who you're talking about. Jake, Jake's gonna look it up and like put me in my place. Um, anyways, I think it's Caviezel. Caviezel. Maybe, maybe I, there's a chance. I, I do know. I tell you what's weird is like Cameron Diaz is in this movie, and I think she's great. But this, she made this movie the same year as something about Mary. That is a <laughs> really oh, yeah, out in '99. Like maybe something about Mary was '98, but like it's a wide 
like it is different ends of the spectrum really it's and i mean she's fine in it it's just yeah there's yeah, just times that yeah like she's one of the better parts but like it, it's just certainly she's a right. lot of her scenes are part of the the offenders of this is just going on too like there's just this 10 minute scene could have been three minutes you know yeah there's just... a lot of like this i literally noted the scene uh when al pacino is talking to her mom and she's sitting there like hearing them and like crying yeah and her I'm mom like, basically why? just never needs to be in this <laughs> her mom doesn't need to be there that scene that's whatever two three minutes doesn't need to be there um yeah i i thought she did pretty well with what she was supposed to do um but I didn't like how like they like didn't even like make it like this was the NFL. This is like this is like a UFCF or USFL that like just survived. And apparently Miami, who can't support a baseball team, can support two football teams. The guys like that. Yeah, the Dolphins are across town. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Well, because isn't it? I, can you again, imagine owning all the records for whatever league this is and Dan Marino is like a zip code over? <laughs> like Cat Rooney or whatever the fuck that dude's name is from the rookie, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid you know, yeah. Cat, it was Cap, right? Was it not Cap? Yeah. Yeah, Cap. That's what he called it. Yeah, Jack. And man, his wife. Like, I don't want to like be She's angry. She's a bitch. Women, She's a bitch. <laughs> Let the man retire. He that has was, to have... That was wild and aggressive. The dude has to be a multimillionaire, right? You'd hope so. And yeah, Tony, Tony Romo's making millions. Like, let the go do, let the guy go broadcast. And different times. I had some questions, yeah, about pay scales. Bill Sims well. is broadcasting <laughs> in 1999, Jake. I, think. I mean, fair. I think. <laughs> I'm sure he made a good chunk of like he's made, had to have made millions. I don't Maybe, know how many millions. But they act like. Lawrence but he's Taylor's not character making yeah. a million dollar bonus is like a huge thing. He's willing to go out and well, die I, for one million dollars. I think that's kind of goes to the like social commentary thing. Plus, like you have to think twenty plus years ago, like the pay wasn't what it was for everybody. The quarterbacks were always the highest paid. Like a star, or what like middle linebacker is, yeah, a million dollar bonus is. I don't know. Is that what he's making a year? Like. Plus, it's not the NFL, so yeah, like it's well, a side Yeah, that, yeah that, I mean, and I guess I didn't catch the uh, not. It was absolutely completely separate, but I did notice the uh, automatic seven points for touchdowns. Apparently, oh. <laughs> nice. like they just they always just said like as soon as they scored a touchdown, it was always like they show scoreboard, and it was always just seven oh. Points. I'm actually I have the IMDb open, and the first thing on the goofs is. During Beeman's first game after the first touchdown, but before the extra point, the TV score shows the Sharks already have seven points instead of six. Yeah, then and pl- like, then players on the field talk about the extra point. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I wasn't sorry. I wasn't saying that they didn't. It like they did. They didn't eliminate that, but like they would show a touchdown in the movie and then immediately pop up right. like, the score, and it was like they gave them the points even when they were showing like celebrating or whatever yeah. the touchdown. Which I, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of messed that up. But uh, yeah, it's because um, yeah, there's the thing is, I just kind of going back to what Ted was saying on um, on Sharks contract, you know, with the million dollar bonus. I'm 
guessing he was probably running like a base salary of maybe a million and like that just doubles it for him because but then yeah you have like ll cool j makes a comment to that kid just you know it's just is it true you make 10 million dollars each year and he's like yep yep it is and it's like well it seems like all right a wild a wild difference between and like i understand he's supposed to be like the dude but i got something about that and it's gonna piss jake off because only my (laughs) only my broken ass brain would notice this and I apologize. I am so sorry. So the first game they lose, after they lose two quarterbacks, they make a point about how Julian Washington, is that his name? I think so. Uh, and uh, he's trying to get that 1,500 yards for that bonus, right? And then two more games go by, and he's in the coach's room, bitching about if he gets 2,000 yards and he gets a commercial. <laughs> so how did he go from needing 1,500, and that's why they fumbled, all of a sudden, on the cusp of 2000, I mean, maybe he's just that good, you know. Good Man, good. that'd be a couple, couple incredible fantasy weeks. So, <laughs> all right. So, also, let's, let's get into this. If you'd have read that 8,000 word, uh, what's, what's the word article. I'm looking for? Article. Article. Well, what's the word like when they like, they talk about in their own words? <laughs> Oral history. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for backing me up there. Appreciate it. it. Teamwork. <laughs> Apparently, Jamie Foxx and him gotten like two or three like legit fights. And at one point, like after they got in a fight, and Pacino had to break them up. Like Fox is over like by the, like the camera, like uh, a crane, and El Kuji like snuck up on him and like slammed his head against the crane. And they thought like he broke his goddamn neck. And they started going at it, like just like this fighting with helmets on because they're idiots, apparently, in full gear. And like had like it, like that spot where like that part where uh El Kuja is stitching up his head. That is yeah. from an actual fight in the movie. <laughs> nice. And uh they got in a fight. And Stone was so pissed off at the, the second uh the second cameraman or whatever, like the second unit director for not filming the fight and said, and like, and breaking it up. He's like, why do you film that shit? And he's like, they're next to a camera crate. We couldn't use it anyways. And Stone was furious. They didn't get it on tape and said, so went and broke it up. <laughs> I feel like LL Kuja has like 50 pounds on Jamie Foxx. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, also, always stayed a pretty well built dude. It's... <laughs> how big was Jane? Like, how well known or big was Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. at that time? Absolutely nothing. I he's was gonna done, say, I, I feel like that's the... call <laughs> and uh, in living color, and that's it. I was gonna say, I feel like that had to be the beginning of Jamie Foxx, whereas like LL Cool J, like, has been LL Cool J for a decade yeah. almost, yeah. or at yeah. least like you know, he's well known and in pop culture and stuff yeah so they actually uh if you listen to read any of the research i sent you they cast p diddy what do you want from me i am just reading that part and oh my god don't start with me <laughs> putting all your research into that damn cyclopenac podcast <laughs> researched and did stuff for two podcasts tonight <laughs> i watched a three-hour movie what more research do you want me to do so they cast P. Diddy. 
he couldn't throw a football. <laughs> and, he, and they asked someone how long it would teach him to throw a football for the movie. They go six months minimum. Oh my god! Wow, he must have been really. Bad. And then the point, like then at this point, they were still fighting with the NFL about all this shit, you know. And they ended up like he would have had to cancel like a multi-million dollar fucking tour, and he left. He also offered it to Will Smith. He turned down. Will Smith also turned down The Matrix. Will Smith also slapped Chris Rock for the Oscars. <laughs> Will Smith does not have a fucking track history of making good business decisions. Well, he's made some pretty good decisions. Still he, doing he also pretty turned good. Down, he also turned down Django, which in retrospect yeah, he's, is he's, also a Jamie Foxx movie. He's made some really bad decisions. He's also made some really good ones. So yeah. I can't completely kill the guy. Yeah, it's... Well, man, man won an Oscar. I won everyone an Oscar. <laughs> True. So, but like, it's weird though, because like, I don't, I don't think Will Smith could have done this role. I guess, like, it's, I can't see anyone but Jane Fox. Man, I don't know. You want to talk about, uh, like, bad original uh, bad boys? Yeah, like Will Smith, Independence that, Day, Bad Boys, that, Men in Black. That Will Smith, I think, could have done this. Yeah, that was that was a different era and swagger of will smith that we haven't seen really for like at least like 15 years but i think yeah in that time frame i think he could have crushed it like but not that jamie fox doesn't by any means like jamie fox doesn't i've been been humming that damn song of his (laughs) last day it's so bad (laughs) it's so bad willie beeman and that part he's screaming man (laughs) You know, like the man went from a backup to Sports Illustrated cover, and a, like, it wasn't even a music video; it was a commercial for some uh, protein bar. In a week, yeah, it was. It was like uh, I don't know how around MetRx was, but at that point, but that's what it was for. Yeah, they sure they made sure for about thirty minutes of that movie, their logo was everywhere. It was nice of them to like show the schedule just to like make sure like assholes like me could like remember it. So he comes in and he wins that game. No, he loses that game because Julius Washington's a bum and has to get those 1500 yards. And then they have two games, a bye, and then another game. Imagine having a bye in week 17. It must be nice. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that too. <laughs> I'm just like, that seems like just bad. I. Just bad business, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's why would why would you let a team have a bye right before the playoffs? That's not a playoff. Well, no, they had a they had to go to New York, right? The ring game. Yeah, yeah. Which all right, all right, all right. Before I forget, because I just saw my TV. How the fuck is there an alligator in a locker room? Yeah, I don't know where you keep an alligator throughout an entire game to be able to prank people in the shower later. Um, also, did you guys recognize who that man was with the alligator? Uh, no, not for sure. It looked familiar. No. Putting Jake on the spot. No, I did not. That is Steve Latimer from the program. The wrote it out DN. That does not blow his knee out. Oh. See to the table, uh, brothers. See to the table. Huh. A lot of people put on 35 pounds in the sense. off seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also an unnecessary roughness, which I'm pretty sure we've discussed, right? 
Necessary roughness. Necessary roughness. I have no memory of him in that, but I have no memory of much things. So nice to see that he's still getting work. They also have like a, like a whole subplot about like rap music and like death metal that they never pay off ever, which is fine. Yeah, it's a little locker room battles back and forth that, yeah, again, has no end game, which uh, fine. It's I don't need another scene in this movie to figure it out. I'm okay without it. I will tell you uh, like the biggest swing and a miss in this movie, and there's a few. So we have that whole like... Uh, Pacino's character brings over Willie Beeman to supper and they're eating gumbo and it's garbage. And they have like a, this great conversation that you have like an all time great actor and, you know, Jane Fox is an Oscar winner later on in his career. Like, just put the camera somewhere and let them go. <laughs> yeah. And instead, we have fucking Ben Hur cuts in. <laughs> trophies like just like so many co- just let these two guys have that conversation like and maybe you don't know that i mean you probably don't know that about jamie fox being able to do that at the time but yeah uh, but uh, even then like because i think in general like if if you just watch the scene like while you're watching the movie they go back and forth pretty well together like and i guess if that's oliver stone's big like he just needed this to be part of the movie i guess go on you're oliver stone i'm not going to tell you how to direct movies um but it is like you can't look at that in the editing process and go yeah i don't need to add all these cuts to movies and yeah just just it all comes back to the whole thing like Fuck the director's cut. Give me like a just a different editor with this footage and let's see. Yeah, what they can what you put together. Yeah, give me somebody else a shot at it. You know, like they also have freaking Bill, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? The wide uh, receiver. Uh Bill Bethany. Bellamy. Bellamy is a wide receiver that like is just there. Yeah, just it's just there. there. <laughs> in a pay cut, you know, pay <laughs> paycheck, which is fine. Good for him. Um yeah, so where we fall, like we were discussing this earlier, let's come back. Where we fall on the uniforms. Like you said you went down a warm hole. Like, is your Dallas Knights your fair one? I kind of like the Chicago Rhinos. Like, I feel like I need to check those suckers out as a Chicago Bears fan. It's man, I don't know, because some of them you can tell they just did. And they're the sea sharks, right? Like they're not the sharks. I swear at one point on the scoreboard it says Sea Sharks. Uh, Am I wrong? I don't know for sure. I think you're wrong. Unless it's, they're just abbreviated all the time. I never noticed the... Well, it would be here on this website, right? So, we'll just chalk it up to Ted not paying attention during the goddamn movie. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to the uniforms enough to answer that question. So The Sharks, there's nothing Thing to them like they're just plain generic ass black and white jerseys yeah yeah the logo isn't all right no i find hilarious about this as a a former miami dolphin fan miami used to wear their away jerseys at home because it would make other teams wear 
dark colors. But in, yet, in the but, Miami sun, yeah, yeah. But yet the Miami Sharks are just like, nope, blacks, blacks at home Black. mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> you know, like, do they literally have a white jersey like in the away game? Are they wearing their I dark blacks? I think they're always wearing the black ones. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe they ever wear a, a light jersey. So, all right. I mean, they exist on the internet. I'm looking at a Willie Beeman <laughs> one right now, but. <laughs> really steaming beaming so um you know actually like of all the movies of all the jerseys in this movie it's like I, i'm an obscure movie sure i i, I don't know if i was something like recently and i like show my jersey from some random movie and they're like it was oh it was the uh ecu one from uh the program my friend's like no one will understand that and i'm like that's why i want it that's why i want that shirt I've kind of want an Albuquerque fucking Aztec shirt if there's a logo out there. You know, like... Yeah. Just to have, like, a, a team shirt or, like, jersey shirt. Get on that home field. On it. Yeah, like... But also, I don't know how many people would know, like, a Miami Shark shirt either. Like, this movie's popular, but I also, like... I don't know how popular it is. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know, how, I don't know how much the, like, the mascot or mascots or even the city, like, stick out people that would say yeah i like that movie it all comes back to this and i swear to god i will die on this it's that speech by pacino the fact that none of us know his goddamn name we know the coach's name it's tony d, tony d i don't know yeah. what his last name is for sure uh, it's 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 D- something D- D- yeah it's it's something very italian they wow, made it put italian. me on the spot assholes it's, um it is diamato yeah well i i already was looking at the name but yeah so, uh, but like that speech, they're like, like, let's be nice for a few minutes because movie is the last good sports movie. I guess replaces come out to 02, 01. But after replaces, there is no football movies. That's count Invincible, right? Or Gridiron um, Gang. It's Friday Night Lights is after that, correct? <sighs> I mean, just gonna... the the Under Armour commercial that is Friday Night Lights, but Jake looks so tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but like I'm that... I'm trying. All right, <laughs> I love Friday Night Lights. It's just it's no. an Under Armour commercial. It's a Friday sad fucking movie too. <laughs> I wish this. I wish I had more to talk about on this movie because that's part of my uh, looking tired. It's just like. I, we didn't even talk about fucking Dr. Cox in this movie as being a goddamn Jim Rome knockoff. <laughs> yeah. I wish, yeah, he, I wish is, he had more in the movie, to be honest. Yeah, that's a level of maybe the one time, like a lot of the scenes that he's involved in, I guess, are like him interviewing like Willie Beeman and it's just like cut up and put into other scenes, like outside of a couple like moments he really doesn't have a time he's standalone in a scene or like they have him in the like on the tv in the background yeah but he's also the perfect one of like a perfect person to play that role because he does such a good job of just like body language yeah just that salty whatever that salty attitude kind of aura to him Like, like there's not a lot of actors that i would think of that could do that role what like 
to the point of like kind of standing out while doing nothing. Yeah. So we're trying to be positive free in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. That that speech though is eight minutes of epicness. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't feel like eight minutes. I might be wrong how long it is it's a long speech. However, I mean it's it's long as shit and it doesn't feel that long. Where do you rank that on the movie speeches? Like it's tough. Like I feel like it's top four. It might be top two. Like it's like off the top of my head, what, what else are there? Do we have maybe the bay from Sandlot? I, mean, I put that up there when he shows up in his dream, right? Legends get yeah. remembered. You know, heroes get remembered, yeah, legends get remembered. Die. Um, I know, like the one in Miracles, good. It got driven into the ground so quick when that movie came out, but that one's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, to put up there that are that kind of memorable, especially you know, like you said, it is. Whenever anybody talks about this movie, they. They talk about the speech and That's there's is, yeah yeah there's i mean maybe the uh they will not gain another yard tonight remember the titan speech yeah, yeah that comes to my mind the thing like they're <clears> that come <throat> to my mind but they're not multiple minutes or even oh. 60 seconds long so a lot of them it's right? on right now in my background it's muted it's on closed captions and i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting fucking goosebumps inch okay. by inch it's... you know you add all those inches up you know yeah um yeah and it's that and then you you dives into the you know fight for each inch and the willing to die for the guy next to you sort of thing you fight together or you die alone right what's he say right so like yeah and then you have the um i have it pulled up now and it is it takes up the entire screen for how long it is um i've, I've made every wrong choice a man can make in his life that shit stings you know yeah, just the you you see a guy who will sacrifice himself for the team because he knows when it comes down to it you're gonna do the same for him um it's uh it's a it's a really fucking good one <laughs> and, and he delivers it perfectly like it's not just it's the message and the phrasing and everything, obviously, but Al Pacino just absolutely crushes it. Yeah, Pacino's great for that character. That was like even like right away in the movie. Um he and he doesn't give multiple speeches like that, but there I think early in the movie he gives like a, a little bit of one and it's just like, okay, yeah, that's the right guy. And there are other people that could have done it, but he's one of the handful that were or absolutely perfect for it yeah yeah he's got the one that uh what at halftime or whatever where he's just raise your hand if you're being a pussy or whatever and ll cool j gets up and he's he's, what and he's like well i just didn't want you to be the only pussy with your hand raised coach uh yeah that may that may (laughs) have been when i made that note yeah that speech uh because he does come in fired up and pissed off and you know and then you have that break, but yeah, I think this that speech, the the long speech at the end, uh, has to be. I mean, it has to be top five, right? I would. It's probably higher than that, but I, I think that you'd probably. Find I can't even another football speech that's higher. 
Like, yeah, unless... I, I think that I think the thing for this one that sets it apart from the the things that I would put with it is this is so like long. It's a you know it takes multiple minutes. It's a monologue. Yeah, like it it, it yeah it's it's a speech, but it's yeah it's a monologue. There are a lot of the other speeches you would probably put up against it are. Like I said, maybe a minute or something, or so less. Like they're, they're the quarterback or something. The quarterback yeah. in the huddle, like replacements. You yeah. know, like I'm not yeah. big on speeches. Yeah, they're or moments. They're yeah. not, not as big and as, as, I don't want to say climactic as that, but you know that draw that much attention and importance to it. And it's so good. They fucking play it before important <laughs> games in like playoffs <laughs> for baseball games. You know what I mean? Like, like, there he is. We die in the visuals, or we live, or we, or we fight to. I thought they, they, they run it. <laughs> like I've actually, you know, I, I can't pull one out, and I've only watched the watched it one time. But I bet Ted Lasso has a pretty good one that you could put up against. I mean, he won after the first it. season, but they lost. Yeah. When he's like, you know, you remember this pain. You don't forget this pain, but the best part about this is you're not going through this alone. Every single one of us is here together, going through this pain together. And that, and I'm, I'm fucking that speech up, but that that's that's, that's the yeah. closest one to it. Yep. Or the whole, you know, <laughs> which I, I tweeted like three times in an IO game. What's it say? Like, uh, <sighs> hope is what kills you, or just believe that. What is that first season? When they're like, it's the hope that kills you. Is that what it is? Is that a Ted Lasso one? Yeah. Um, I think it's something along there. It's something close. I've never watched it, but I've seen it and I've seen the gifts and everything. It's the hope that kills you. That's what they're, that's what they're, that's what they're, you never seen Ted Lasso? Nah, dude. I don't have that kind of money. Motherfucker, I'm giving you my Apple fucking login. We I, both. I, I had a free year of it because I want to about my phone. That's the reason I. I probably that do will, that, sh- that show will fuck you up in the best way possible. Yeah, that that show, especially the first season, is second season like sneaks up on you too. Like second season, like, you're like, oh, four or five episodes. This isn't that hard. I'm cool. That's like, oh, okay. Now you're crying by yourself. They're Thirty minutes. They come. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this, uh, especially if you want to consider. Uh, how good it is in the length like it, it's it it's probably the best um if you want to not consider uh the length of it uh it's probably top three top five you could probably put some other stuff up there with it but yeah like yeah anyway back to this movie um we didn't even discuss that shark signs away his dying for a million dollars we kind of touched yeah, on it like oh you got to sign a waiver He's like, yeah, sure, all right. Yeah, and then just gets knocked out, and first thing, just you know, he know. gets his three tackles and a sack. He yeah, misses yeah, and then he just you know they gets think... knocked out, comes to, and just well, did I stop him? What happened? Did I stop him? He's happy, <laughs> w- barely waving his hand on a bodyboard because he made his million dollars. Has like five children. Um, all right, I have, guys, I, I have one thing. All right, fish, empty the notebook. Was every opposing coach supposed to be a tribute to like a hall of old hall of fame coach? 
Did you catch? Did you notice? Hey, so I never have. I guess I was just reading through like trivia and stuff. So the first I didn't coach, realize Johnny Unitas is one of them. <laughs> so the first. So the, I think that's the last one. The first coach is Lombardi. Yeah. And I, I, I guess didn't know, I, I didn't noticed. know who the the last game was supposed to be, but the first one it's super obvious that it's Lombardi because he. Oh, has the, 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 the opposing coaches are all like super famous coaches. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Tom Landry is one of the coaches. Okay, so like I know I know because they hit you with Lombardi right away, and so that's when I noticed it. I didn't really for sure know the rest of them, so I was assuming they were all supposed to be. Uh, like you know famous hall of fame old coaches yeah i i guess more bob than Saint anything Claire. who the fuck is bob st Clair? you guys look that shit up <laughs> i'm looking at the other names assholes and I, that's fine i'm i just know i'm gonna look it up and they're gonna be like oh he's a Special hall of famer and just all because zeke Coat? Oh, there's nothing about. No, nope, nobody played for oh, wow. ten years for the 49ers. Oh. Five-time All-Pro. I go to the goddamn whatever. 49ers retired his number, number seventy-nine. You guys see Terry Owens was in that? I saw that in the cast list. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I feel like that's something somewhere along the lines I had heard that it was just like, yeah, if you pay attention, you know, you'll see. Okay. Oh, Barry Switzer's in there. I didn't catch that. Pat Toomey, Y.A. Tittle, Dick Buckus, Warren Moon was the opposing coach in game four. And John Unitas is the coach of the Dallas coach. Oh, so it was United. Okay, it was Unitas, the one that I wasn't for sure on, which makes sense, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that that was one that they, I thought they made really obvious, like right away, because like damn near everybody knows or would like kind of get the image of Lombardi with the the way that they had the guy look with the hat and all that stuff. So yeah, it was hilarious that uh, they didn't even hide the Dallas Cowboy banners in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you that, can only that was do one so of, much. That was one of the thing that, things that I didn't. The really stars have, were there. The I didn't, stars were there. I didn't have time to read up on, but I was like, I want to know where they were like playing, where all the locations they used and all that stuff. I can't prove it. And I'm too easy to look. I felt like that last game was in the Alamo Bowl because I've been there for the Alamo Bowl. But like the, some of the scenes are the Jerry World, but like a lot of them were the Alamo Bowl. I can't prove it. Well, the the difficult thing is you're talking 23 years ago too, so it, it, it seemed too small for the last the Dallas Stadium. Yeah, that's the that's the difficult part is like, oh, it could even like the logos could even be there or whatever, but it or whatever. I'll look it up right now. What they might be, but the the uh, the stadiums 23 years ago, there's half of them don't exist anymore. They all play somewhere else. So a little thing called. Filming locations on IMDb. Yeah, I think what they said, the Miami Stadium's the old Orange Bowl. I know Jerry uh, Jones is the only owner to let them film in the NFL because the NFL was pissed off about it. So they said they had like all these like stadiums and shit like rented out. And then the commissioner like sent out a letter being like, you cannot 
uh, can't use our actual location yes. or whatever. No, you can't. Do not let them film here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can you blame the NFL? There, so they filmed in the Orange Bowl. I can't blame the NFL for like pushing back on it. Joe Robbie Stadium. That's that's Charger Stadium, right? No, it's in Miami. Joe Robbie? No, that's in yeah. California. Oh All no, right. it is. No, it is you're right. Miami. You're right. You're right there, California Crusaders home field. Fuck off. <laughs> no, it's. I had just seen that. That's why. Um... Yeah, it looks like everything's Miami except no, for yeah, Texas exactly. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just an asshole. Huh. You're an asshole. You're an <laughs> asshole. All right. So, yeah. If you want to watch this movie, in case you never have, just get to the last 25 minutes. Or now. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could, wa- you could watch, basically watch the first... 45 minutes <laughs> and then the last like hour something like that yeah probably, and you're really not gonna and, prob- and probably do okay and i like to say that we've made an hour in this podcast and not come out of how attractive tamara diaz is this movie and she is a smoke show anyways that being Please. said not wrong <laughs> i mean Willie Beeman wants part of that. Imagine being a quarterback and hitting on the owner. Oh, dude, that part. Oh, so it hurts. Aggressive. Aggressive. Oh, it hurts. Be aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You got that Journey song on tap, or we not have it here? Oh, we'll not here, but we'll have it. All right. Well, till later, boys. See you on Friday night, Jake, Sean. Tried to kill anybody bartending this weekend. I do my best. No promises. Um, Just killer so- service, you know? That's what I <laughs> preach. <laughs> Second best journey song of all time. Talk to you guys later. All right. Peace out. See ya.